from the gates of old Bombay to the shores of Tripoli, this is You Mave It Tonight. fans of Tri-Continental Baseball. We've got a lot to go over this evening. We've got a look back at this year's All-Star Game, a look ahead at the league playoff races, and in a bit of breaking news, we have a changing of the guard over in Beirut. This week's rundown is the Umeba All-Star Game, which took place back on July 9th. This was an unqualified success for the host club, Tripoli, as they saw a sellout crowd over in Piranhas Park. Player of the game was uh, Brucarest second baseman, Jeremy Albridge. He collected two hits and a walk in four plate appearances. The game was, as is often the case with All-Star Games, not that great. This was an exhibition that uh, really had the look of a Little League game with a Everybody getting in, uh, you had 20 different pitchers and 34 different position players all shuffling on at various points in the game. And the Bancroft League pitching was able to keep the Burt League hitting in check for the most part, allowing just five hits in one earned run. Other than another opportunity to generate revenue for the league, I'm not exactly sure what an all-star game is for, really. It is, ideally, an opportunity to showcase the uh, best talent that the league has to offer. But uh, mostly what you get to see is some of the best talent and then a lot of questionable all-star picks because the league is the size that it is give about three-quarters effort in an exhibition. And you look at the managerial decisions that go on in games like this with – Starters each pitching one inning, and uh, for crying out loud, Adam Backhouse only gets two plate appearances. This is not how you manage a game if you're trying to win. And for goodness sakes, if this is a showcase, uh, play Adam Backhouse. This is the most talented player in the league, and you know, let's enjoy him while we've got him. Anyway, the Bancroft team won five to one. Uh, Vincente Ventura gets the win. And Juan Morales collects the loss, and another All-Star game is in the books. Moving on to some baseball that matters. Well, here we are on September the 1st, and the playoff races are very much on here in the Umeba. Over in the Bancroft League, a few weeks ago, it looked like uh, the Metro Stars had this one running away, but uh, this race has uh, tightened up here in the last couple of weeks, and while I would still say that Mumbai are the favorites to win the, uh, in the, win the league, Tripoli and Bucharest do look to be gaining, and the real fight in the Bancroft may be for that wild card spot with uh, Tripoli and Bucharest really almost in a dead heat there in second place. And you do have an interesting contrast in styles here in the Bancroft with uh, Mumbai really relying on their 
offensive production, while uh, Tripoli and Bucharest uh, both are uh, run prevention first clubs. Both Mumbai and Tripoli were a little bit busy at the trade deadline. Mumbai uh, trying to address what they saw as uh, deficiencies in the bullpen, uh, adding right-handers Kurt Phillips and Juan Nicto, while Tripoli added uh, third baseman Juan Dominguez to help boost their offense. Although I'm not really sure how Domingos fits in on that Piranhas lineup with uh, Best already playing third and then Takechi Ida playing second base. You think maybe uh, as a DH, but then you have Jose Serrato, who's uh, been pretty effective there as well. This may have been purely a depth move, uh, as Juan Dominguez has not had a plate appearance since joining the Piranhas. What's interesting about uh, what looks like to be the uh, race for second place in the Bancroft is you have two teams, Tripoli and Bucharest, who are really in opposing trajectories. Uh, Tripoli started the season strong in April and then just has slowly faded back into the pack uh, here in the past couple of months. And then you had Bucharest, who got behind early but have been slowly and steadily working their way back into contention. And with Bucharest, we know the uh, the pitching and the defense is going to be there. The question is always going to be, are they going to get uh, enough offensive production? And you're talking about hitters like Kojo and Dalrymple and Albridge. Uh, the really interesting question with Bucharest as we enter this stretch run is what they're going to do at catcher. They've got uh, two right-handed catchers, saying Duk Sim and Shin Mei, who has uh, missed some time recently due to a knee injury and may have a hard time getting back in this lineup with Sim playing as well as he has. Um, with May, uh, you look at that, that BABIP of 251, and you say, well, this, uh, this certainly is going to start to regress back towards the mean at some point. The question, it seems to me, is uh, does Bucharest feel like it can be patient and uh, wait for things to improve? For Tripoli, uh, they really have to get more production out of that outfield. You have Virgil Schaefer, who they've been playing in left, and he's been doing very well. But then you have center fielder Paul Wapshot, who is kind of a walking definition of hollow batting average, uh, slashing 301, 321, 396. And then you have Kevin McKeith in right field, who's starting to flirt with the Mendoza line, hitting 224. And catcher's kind of been its own adventure for them. Uh, most recently, they acquired Black Sox uh, cast off Vincent Snyder, who they've uh, thrown at the wall and see if he'll stick. But it should be interesting over there in the Bancroft. And uh, you've got two teams, Bucharest and Tripoli, both good, but uh, both with some flaws. Um, so it really does look like a toss-up from here. Over in the Burt, it's uh, kind of a similar story with first place Jerusalem really taking its foot off the gas in August, uh, posting a 13-14 and 14 record. That's allowed at least uh, two of the teams, Manama and Baghdad, to sneak back in there. Uh, Manama now three games back, and Baghdad five games back. Manama really looked poised to uh, catch the hammers there for a moment, but then lately they've stumbled themselves. This has allowed Baghdad to... Uh, climb within two games of the wild card spot on the strength of a very good August. They went 17 and 11 and two and a half games behind them. You kind of have the uh, the darkest of the dark horses, Beirut, more on them later. 
But first, I wanted to dig into that uh, Baghdad lineup for a bit. The most intriguing player here, I think by far, is the pitcher, Ty Min, who's only had 63 plate appearances so far this year, but he's really made the most of it. Uh, slashing 397, 444, 517, which is just nuts. Uh, so give us more men, please. Looking at the middle of their everyday lineup, you have the usual suspects, Perales and Newhouse, and to a somewhat lesser extent, Burt Cleaver. Uh, one player that we're really rooting for is Zafir Orfanides, uh, the young Greek uh, center fielder who we're told has a sky-high ceiling, but uh, the light bulb just hasn't quite come on yet with that uh, 578 OPS. It's a, a bit of a stars and scrubs situation in the uh, Baghdad lineup. Uh, fairly top-heavy, and then you have uh, five through nine hitters that don't really scare you all that much. Turning to Manama, you kind of see uh, the opposite, uh, whereas Baghdad is pretty solid with pitching and defense. Manama has uh, got a very generous pitching staff. They've given up 180 home runs so far this year with a team ERA of 449. That's good enough for fourth in a five-team league. But they have a lineup that at least goes six deep. And that's going to keep them in a lot of ball games. And coming up this week, the Pearls have a big home stand against Baghdad, four games starting on Sunday. That might set the tone for them here in September. Last week on trade deadline day, uh, the Beirut Cedars introduced their new president of baseball operations. Uh, Morris Ragland. Beirut, as many of you know, was strong out of the gate this year going uh, 15 and 11 in April, but uh, have really struggled since then. Uh, they had that uh, horrific 10 and 18 uh, May and have uh, really just been playing 500 balls since. The new regime came on board last Saturday and uh, really looked like they were going to take care of business winning the rubber match against the Kings that night, and then uh, sweeping a long four-game series versus the Pearls. Five games in a row, and these guys looked like they were wizards. Uh, that was right up until they pulled a pratfall against Riyadh, getting outscored 9-1 to in the first two games of that homestand. Uh, they're going to square off against the Crescents tonight and try and salvage at least one game against a, a team that's really bedeviled them all season long. Riyadh uh, currently enjoys a 16-12 uh, and 12 record against the uh, Cedars so far this year. Nevertheless, uh, Beirut has managed to pull within four and a half games of the wild card. So technically they're a part of that conversation, even though they have a uh, record of 66-69. and 69. This is a team that's uh, really held together by a starting rotation that currently averages 21 years of age. They are led by... Uh, 22-year-old Cuban Juan Morales, who we've talked about before. He currently sports an ERA plus of 174, an ERA of 246. It will be interesting to see uh, if he's able to follow this up next year. You see his uh, BABIP of 256. Likely will not be repeatable. 
but he's done a good job for the most part of keeping his BABIP below 300 most of his career. So if a pitcher BABIP is indeed a, more of a skill than luck, he may be in good shape. Taking the mound for the Cedars tonight is a 20-year-old Russian Dmitry Zhivluk, of whom uh, great things are expected, but he's been beset by chronic back trouble this season. He's been beset by uh, a herniated disc on a number of occasions, uh, but the Cedars are hoping to get him healthy here at the close of the season. If the Cedars are able to get him going, uh, that may be trouble for the rest of the teams here in the BERT. The other side of the equation for Beirut is uh, pretty shaky. Uh, one good news story for them would be the emergence of uh, outfielder Lionel Crepin. This 35-year-old veteran big leaguer has really made himself at home. Beyond that, though, you're really looking at a make-do lineup for the Cedars who are going to have to really lean on that rotation if they're going to make a uh, run at the wild card here at the close of 2046. Tonight is a production of Sport 91.3 in association with the Brewster Sports Network. It is produced by Nadia Kareem with engineering help from Rajesh Ahmed. Have a comment, question, or perhaps show idea for Carter? You can leave him a note on the forums at montybrewster.net. This week's featured national anthem was India. Thanks for listening, and don't forget the sunscreen.